to the Gym Podcast. Uncut, unfiltered, unreal. Welcome everybody to the Gym Podcast. It's your host Randy with Jimbo. Hello folks, Jimbo Fisher here. And today, we have a very, very special guest. Returning to the show, the one, the only, Red Maestro. Hi, it's good to be back. Um, I have no stats on how my predictions went so we're just gonna assume everything went perfectly all i remember is we got the app state game right if we you recall did. i think all three yeah. of us um so yeah I'd, I'd say it's pretty much perfect then that's all you have to remember yeah last yeah. week was kind of perfect. a weird week there was a lot of a lot of almost upsets last week mm-hmm. didn't quite come to fruition but that's okay yeah there's uh I don't know. Again, it, it was a week where there were no, you know, ranked team versus other ranked teams, no ranked matchups, I should say. Um, so I, on paper, there weren't going to be a lot of upsets. But that said, there were a handful of games that kind of got my attention that I wanted to talk about, if you wouldn't mind. Um, yeah, go for it. I, you know, a game that I think everyone's talking about that I think we, we need to cut to is number seven Penn State <laughs> losing 18 to 20 against unranked Illinois. <laughs> longest overtime game in college football history. It's kind of fun to see. Uh, listen, I'll say this. Penn State sort of had this coming. If you recall, they barely survived us. They, they, they barely survived Wisconsin. Barely survived a, a halfway decent Auburn, and they were exposed by Iowa. So, in my mind, like, I'm, I'm shocked they lost, but on the other hand, I'm kind of not, especially given all the drama that's going on with James, James Franklin right now. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. He's gone. Um, he's he's gone. He's gone. gone. I mean, he's, he's checked, checked out mentally. Out. Even though he's checked that, out, though, I'm surprised the team checked out. You know what I mean? That game, I will say that game from about the start of the fourth, really at, right after halftime was like a nursing home fight. <laughs> they didn't score a single two-point conversion for like the first eight overtimes. Yeah. It just, I, I'm shocked. I'm shocked it went on that long. It's kind of funny. Like, the NCAA changed the overtime rules a few years back to prevent exactly this thing from happening. Uh, but I, I feel like, we got it. I feel like if it was not Penn State and Illinois specifically, this just wouldn't have happened because it is, I mean, it was, it's a, you know, it's the limp, wet noodle fight on offense. And the whole point <laughs> is, is to score in the overtime. And you have two teams just fundamentally incapable of doing the most basic fundamental portion of football in order to win. <laughs> so you're you basically can't score from three yards out, you deserve to lose. If three yards out multiple times. Eight yeah. times. Really six times in a row. I mean, come on. It's I mean, people like to joke about the Big Ten and the forward pass, no offense, but my God, that was Big Ten no offense forward pass doesn't exist kind of football. <laughs> hey, they did win on a pass though. Of all things. They did. You know, it's like watching Army make, you know, throw a pass and have it completed. It was kind of like, oh my God, they figured it out. <laughs> in this a exciting part thriller, of offense. In this exciting thriller of a game, I would like to point out that there was a total between both teams of three points scored in the second half. Jesus. Big 10 football, right? It's not even like it was good defense. It was just like mediocre offense. Like, that's how I view it, uh, which, is, which is embarrassing. I mean, listen, Illinois is really really bad i i know because i saw wisconsin play them and, and illinois is pitiful so i i'm shocked that we couldn't beat penn state 
But then again, I, I think that James Franklin leaving is probably the, the single biggest factor in all of this. I think uh, that Illinois uh, blooper that he had recently in the press conference kind of tells us everything that's going on. He's he's mentally he's gone. mentally gone there. And the really only question that remains is, is he going to end up at LSU or at USC? What do you think? Uh, USC. Yeah, I think because USC. he was talked about earlier in the season, wasn't he? With one of the uh, article leaks. He was. He was. Where, and that's what happened. Yeah. So there was a team meeting where he met with the team <laughs> about the USC rumor. And then right after it, they asked their quarterback, Sean Clifford, about it. Yep. And this was like week two, week three, right after Clay Helton was fired. And he said, well, coach is going to make a decision. And it just is what it is. Uh, and that doesn't sound like he's a confident quarterback no. in what his coach is going to do. Yeah. That sounds like he's gone. And this was before they had their first loss. This was while they were still national They were like ranked top 10, playoff contention, you know? I mean, yeah, yeah it's it's a shame. I, listen, I think James Franklin's a good coach, but what he's doing this year is kind of sad. I, I think he's putting, you know, the personal off-the-field stuff, you know, it's 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 affecting his game, you know, very visibly. And and he did the same thing at Vanderbilt. Yeah. I just feel bad for the kids because I think they're a good team yeah. at their core. They're very talented. I think Sean Clifford's a good quarterback, but... It's hard to win when your coach is checked out like that. I'm going to yeah, be honest yeah. with y'all. Say it. I, it's hard for me to talk anymore about this game because it was so bad. <laughs> we can I, move uh, on. I'm ready to move on. We can move on. Well, I can give at least one anecdote. I was, because I had alumni weekend and uh, I was watching football on, you know, on the phone, but we were at a, we were at a soccer game, which is notoriously low scoring. And I think, I think I saw about four goals go in in between the last time that I saw Illinois and Penn State score points <laughs> on the board. Yeah. Which is exactly. just depressingly bad. That's great. I would like to talk about Cincinnati versus the Navy. The Navy. This is one of those people are going to call it an almost upset game. Um, I don't really see it as that. I think what happened was Cincinnati – they got up, what, 27 to 10. It was the fourth quarter, and they let off the gas a little too early. And I think that 27-20 final score is very deceptive. I still think Cincinnati is legitimate, a legitimate G5 team that can compete for the college football playoff and compete for a championship. Obviously, we want to see more out of them just on offense in general. They don't have a very high-ranked offense. Their total offense is ranked somewhere in the 80s. It's not really? the best. Yeah, I thought it was going to be better than that. Uh, Desmond Ritter, he he shows us a lot of great flashes, but he can have some off games. For example, he only had 175 yards passing total in this game. But yeah. this, it was definitely not as close as the score indicates. Well, no, I mean, the last Navy touchdown came with, what, 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter, if I recall correctly? Uh, uh, About that, yeah. Yeah. That really does feel like you said. They just sort of let off the gas. I mean, if you pull up, like, the the box score or whatever, and you look at the win probability for Cincinnati, it never dipped below 80%. So, And to be fair, um, I mean, with Navy playing the triple option, it, it's such a different type of game than most games that a, a close score here really doesn't raise too many uh, uh, alarms for me. I still think since he's legit, this is just one kind of meh week. What really matters is how they, you know, come on next week against Tulane. They, sh- they should theoretically just eviscerate Tulane. Yeah, they, they cannot go back-to-back weeks only winning by a single score against teams with one win. I mean, <laughs> they, they can't do that and, and expect people to respect them. And, and speaking Unless of, they're Oklahoma. I was going to say, speaking of teams that keep getting away with this, number three, Oklahoma, undefeated Oklahoma. 
did beat Kansas by, I guess, two scores. They beat them 35-23. But, man, that first half, it wasn't a fluke. That was rough. Like, Kansas actually outplayed them, like, from top to bottom. It, it was definitely a very entertaining first half. <laughs> did you have hope? I was more. I don't even want to call it traditionally entertaining. It was entertaining in the sense that, oh, what is Kansas doing? When is Oklahoma going to turn? But when it's 10-0 to at the end of the first half and their offense is doing nothing, Oklahoma's offense is doing nothing, you're like, well, wait a second. Could this, could this be for real? And I just remember holding on to hope the entire game. Just please, Kansas, hold on. They couldn't. I mean, it's Kansas. I don't know what we expected. But I, listen, Oklahoma, all season, we've been ragging on them um, for, for exactly this. They, just, they come out flat against um, pretty much every opponent. And yes, they're winning these games, but they're, they're beating teams that really aren't that good. And once you make the playoffs, dude, and you're, you're playing against Georgia or Bama or Ohio State, you can't afford to just come out this flat and, and fall behind early. You can't afford to just expect that you're going to make a big comeback that's all flashy and you know really uh really spectacular in the second half because good teams aren't gonna let you do that they can't keep getting really really, it really reminds me of the 2014 i think uh, florida state team where everyone was like everyone thought each week it's like well this is surely the week that they they get upset and they just (laughs) they kept winning they won ugly they didn't win by much i mean they fell to, I think third in the in the college football yeah. playoff poll yeah. because the, the voters were like, "We get it, you're undefeated, but we don't have to respect that." Exactly. And I will say and they, they played Oregon and got punked. So they remind me of that team in a way where that Florida State team didn't improve through the course of the season. They acted like those were wins were worth celebrating, mm-hmm. and they do the same thing. What happens to Oklahoma is they have these. They don't show up for these wins. They don't show up for these games. They don't get off the bus, and they act like they're just entitled to the victory. That's one thing that'll cost you some games. And what happens is, okay, Ohio State lost early, but they've improved every game since then. Alabama lost earlier. We improve every game since then. If we have a scare, a close game versus an inferior opponent, it's used as a teaching. It's used as a lesson, and we learn from it, and we improve, and we get better. I don't see Oklahoma improving week to week to week. I think like earlier in the season, around the time we lost to A&M, had we played Oklahoma, Oklahoma probably would have beat us. But if we play now, and especially if we play later in the season, Oklahoma would not stand a chance against the not have a chance against us. We might you might actually play them later on in the season, which will be well, interesting that's true. to see. <laughs> <laughs> us or Ohio State or both of us. It doesn't matter who it yeah. is. It's Oklahoma's well, going to be I mean, exposed. I would say Oklahoma is probably going to lose. A game, but then I remembered that it's still the Big Twelve, and true. That's true. <laughs> what they, they need, end they on Bedlam, and it's like everyone expects Bedlam to be difficult this year. Well, they they really expected it before they lost before Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State, but I don't know. It's Bedlam. It's one of those rivalries where you go, yeah, it's a rivalry, and you just <laughs> think, well, you know, Oklahoma is going to win again. Oklahoma is going to win again. Yeah. Doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter if Oklahoma State's actually the better team. I'll ju- I'll just say this and kind of leave it at this. I don't think Oklahoma will continue to get away with this when they're in the SEC. Because when they're in the SEC and they're playing Florida and LSU and Auburn and Bama and A and M every week, yeah. you're not going to get away. I don't think this is a normal year for them. I don't think this is a normal year for them. We haven't seen this kind of that's fair lethargic performance from Riley's teams before. 
I mean, if they, obviously, do we know yet if they're going to which division or pot or whatever they'll be in? But I mean, True. it's likely they'll still play Texas, so they're going to win there most of the time. <laughs> I don't know. Likely they'll maybe play a Mississippi school, and let's be honest, the Mississippi, hey, Ole, Mississippi Ole Miss schools is good. aren't very good. Ole Miss is good. I mean, I still think Ole Miss is kind of a paper tiger. Well, final note on this Oklahoma game is. If you remember, they won on a very controversial play where Caleb Williams or the running back handed it off, had a forward handoff thing to Caleb Williams, and it had to get reviewed on fourth and one. And there's, I still don't know what the actual correct was. I was going to say, was that legal? We, I, I don't know. I imagine it, it must have been because you're implying that the Big 12 wouldn't go out of their way to hose Oklahoma after what they pulled. <laughs> yeah, you have a good point. I mean, I don't want to cry conspiracy, but. I you know. I think I definitely think, at least to me, it doesn't seem if if it is the incorrect call, it doesn't seem malicious because there's there's almost no reason for the Big Twelve to go. Yeah, we're going to give Oklahoma a free win here mm-hmm. and help them out as they transition out right, of because the they they hate Oklahoma now. If anything, oh, definitely. So, <laughs> speaking Are, of teams from Oklahoma, I would like to discuss another Oklahoma team that kept getting kept getting away with it, but no longer. Oklahoma State versus Iowa State. There's really actually not a whole lot to say about this game other than it was a good hard-fought game and good Brock Purdy showed up, not bad Brock Purdy. He's a very hot and cold quarterback, but the good version of him showed up. 27 of 33, 300 yards, two touchdowns, and Iowa State special teams finally did not cost them a game. It's Brocktober. 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 I mean, it's happening. Yeah, we I, clowned a we, lot on you. Remember, Jimbo, you remember we clowned a lot. I remember on you. State. Yes, you you did. I remember but, that. I never. Hey, you, I'm you can't a believer. Find any in receipts now. of me doing that? You can't find any receipts of me doing that. <laughs> no, I've always I, firm believer. I think Iowa State being what five and two. That's that's kind of what I thought they would be. My only gripe was with people saying they were making the playoffs. But you know what I mean. I, I was only mad at people saying that Iowa State was a lock for winning the Big Twelve. I never saw that. I thought they were good. Didn't think they were great. And I think we were mostly correct, Randy. I, I really do. I saw, okay, that's what bothered me was I saw comments from Iowa State fans talking about how they were shopping for plane tickets for the Big 12 championship before the season started. Yeah. I'm like, hold on now. Even we don't do that. <laughs> you should, but yeah. I mean, listen, they still control their own destiny to an extent. Um, they're not making the playoffs, but theoretically they could win out and, you know, make the Big 12 championship and take down Oklahoma. I, I would be okay with that. But uh, yeah, I I'm looking at their schedule. If they beat Oklahoma and they win out, they're I think they're in because their only loss is to Baylor and uh, Iowa. Has Baylor Baylor lost to Oklahoma State? Yep, yep. It, it gets a little bit complicated. But if Oklahoma wins out, then yeah, I, Iowa State will be in the uh, in the Big Twelve championship. I'd root for them. It, I'd root for them. Which would be a good turn of events. We kind of like we're clowning on them at the start of the year, but now they're kind of like. Our only hope for saving us from Oklahoma. I feel I feel like Oklahoma is one of those teams where no matter who they play in the conference championship game, most casual viewers of the Big Twelve will almost assuredly be rooting for their opponent. <laughs> That's true. It's kind of like Alabama and Ohio State. I was going to say, no right? offense, it's it's like Ohio State because I mean, it, it's it's you know. we want to see someone, we want to see the underdog, we want to see someone new win it. We do, and, we do. And it's like, and nah, then they I want to crush them under my boot. I know how you feel, Rhett, because they don't realize that once the underdog starts winning, they're going to start hating the underdog. Yeah, I mean, there's only a couple teams I would I would hate as 
I think I could possibly hit. I don't think I could find a find it to hate Iowa State. Probably. Well, we found a way. Believe it or not, so, we found a way. Yeah. I well, I'm aware <laughs> you two did. I don't think I would. Uh, very, very rarely do I find a team that hasn't had a lot of success mm-hmm. where I'm going to go. Yeah, they probably deserve to be hated. I mean, Texas A&M is probably one of them, and then I guess Liberty Liberty's right up there too. Oh, that's that's off the field issues. You know what I mean. I know, but, Texas A&M has all those off-the-field issues. <laughs> How many traditions do you need? I mean, come on. True. I would I would like to discuss one SEC game. Okay. Just one this week. There weren't that many good ones. And it's actually going to be LSU and Ole Miss. I'm not, I don't really have a whole lot to say about Alabama Tennessee. We thoroughly dominated them, smoked our cigar. You That's did. all I got to say about that. LSU and Ole Miss. People have been saying a lot of slander against Ole Miss. How they don't look legitimate. They, they, are they really as good as they look six and one, seven and one? Who are they going to end up losing to? When are they going to fall apart? But they just keep winning these games. For example, LSU, the LSU game, they were winning 31 to seven in the fourth quarter. The game ended up 31, 17, but it was never close. Matt Corral went 18 of 23. They just keep winning. You know, what's crazy. If Ole Miss wins out and Bama loses a game. They'd be in the SEC championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's my. I thought about yeah. that too. My only thing with that game against LSU is that LSU looked pretty decent until Ole Miss took the lead, and then you could just tell by the body language from the players that LSU just folded like a lawn chair. Yep. I'm sad. My prediction it's, that LSU would be coming out guns blazing. I was wrong. They're, they've given up. They're like Penn State. They, yeah. They, their coach is gone after the end of the year. They don't really care. They're probably you know sending out mixtapes and highlight videos to other coaches getting ready to hop in the transfer portal. I don't really blame them for doing that. It's yeah. just, it's kind of sad to see. I mean, there's talent on that roster. There's, there's, there's good quality power five talent and they just, and I can't fault them for it, but they just don't care. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's one final game that I wanted to touch on, but before we get to that, uh, Rhett, were there any games you wanted to bring up? From last week? That, uh... Specifically from last week? Um, I don't really... Th- I think we've covered everything that, that I either intently watched or had a passing interest in. Have we covered a game that had a combined total of 126 points? Oh, that's right. Army Wake, I forgot. Now listen, if oh, you told me... That heading, game was awesome. If you told me heading that into that game amazing. that Army was going to drop 56 points... And I, would lose. Have, I would have felt so vindicated because I, I called going, if you recall, that was my wizard bet last week, that Wake mm-hmm. Forest defense sucks, spe- specifically their run defense, and that Army was going to run all over them. And sure enough, they did. I didn't account for Wake Forest dropping 70, though. Which, to be <laughs> That's fair, hard to account I don't know for. how impressed to be by that, though. Like, I don't know how good or bad Army's defense really is. I don't know how impressed to be by them dropping 70. I, I don't even know what to make of it because on paper Army does have a, a decent defense if you look at like the rankings of yards and exactly. touchdowns. But I think Wake's type of offense, this really high flying well, offense, is very different from any other team Army's probably faced this year. Let, let's be be completely fair to Army's defense. They only gave up, I believe, sixty three. There was a pick six in there. True. True. They're only sixty three points. It's yeah. rare. It's really weird to see a triple option team in a shootout like that. I know. It, I think the over under for the whole game was like fifty four, and Army got it by themselves. So I know I thought it was gonna be low it's... scoring, real grinder. You know what I mean? <laughs> I... Like... 
It is. I mean, that's a basketball score. That is a that is a college basketball scoreline. Seventy to fifty six. I mean, good God. I'll say this. I I'm not trying to sound like a hater, but I, I kind of am a hater. I still think Wake Forest is somewhat untested. Um, I, I don't believe they've beaten a single ranked team this year. And actually no. looking at their schedule, they don't face a single ranked opponent this entire season. Mm, no, they don't. Um, NC State could get ranked again if they don't uh, <clears throat> NC State it again. I, I don't have faith in um, they, Neither do I. Well, I mean, it's NC State. You bad. should never have faith ACC's in ACC's yeah, down ACC, for sure. <laughs> it's pretty rough. It's I mean, they don't have the, the name brand like Clemson, so they're not getting that benefit of the doubt. Exactly. For running through a weak ACC. Uh, I mean, Wake has, I mean, they've got like Duke next, which is okay. Um, <laughs> sure, that's a football team. All right. And then UNC, NC, I mean, it's, it, they're going through the North Carolina schools and then they were at Clemson and, and Boston College on the road. Yeah. At, I mean. at Clemson is probably their most difficult or at UNC. That's those are the probably the most difficult games left on the schedule. That is it's not a very impressive schedule. I just I fear them winning out and winning the ACC and what happens next. Like it does an undefeated Wake Forest make the playoff? Absolutely. Um, 100%. Yes. Over because they would, they would have States. a decent win. If nothing else, they would have a decent win in the ACC championship game. They're eventually going to find a ranked win if they go undefeated, but it's just a matter of as soon as they get tested, are they going to fold? It's fair point. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a question of if they can do it. Because if they can do it, they'll make the playoff. It'll be fun to watch. Well, speaking of looking ahead, what do you say we uh, look forward to next week's predictions? One game that no one's talking about this week that I, I am looking forward to. Unranked Florida State at unranked Clemson. Okay, so here's the deal. All right, this game isn't that exciting, but what I really want to talk about is kind of the future of Clemson and how a game like this plays a role into that. I'm starting to wonder if the dynasty is over. I, I really, honest to God, am. Because hear me out. We all expect them to bounce back from that close Georgia loss. But since then, I mean, they barely survived Georgia Tech, barely survived Boston College, Syracuse. They haven't won a single FBS game by more than six points this entire season. So they're struggling. They're winning a few games here and there, but they're struggling. They look so lost. They look uninterested. And conversely, conversely, Florida State, for as much as we clowned on them at the start of the year, has very quietly started to claw their way back. All right, Florida State's won their last three games in a row. And the main difference in all this is that Jordan Travis, quarterback Jordan Travis, has been their starter for all three games. If you recall, Mackenzie Milton was the starter after week one, and it didn't work out. He lost three games in a row. They, 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 they were not doing well with him. But I like Jordan Travis. I think he brings a spark to the team. And so you've got a, you've got a situation where Florida State's trending upward, and Clemson's just kind of in a, they're, they're stalling in a free fall. I think Florida State might win this one. I, I honest to God do. And if they do actually defeat Clemson, there's going to be some serious backlash uh, uh, within the, the, the Clemson community, specifically for their offensive coordinators. Um, I, I just, I, I think people are going to get fired this season, be it Jeff Scott, um, uh, or sorry, Tony Elliott, um, their current offensive coordinator, or perhaps even Brent Venables. Something's going to be happening. And when that gets, when that actually happens, I fear for Clemson's future. I saw this in the pit game that Clemson just lost. Uh, they Their offensive coordinator is just not good. 
They don't call good plays. They don't call plays for their quarterback to work into the game. And this is, as, I think he's a new coordinator. He's like, what, two years? Been there two years? Okay. He's, he's not a very experienced coordinator, no. Well, Clemson had like the same the same tight-knit group of coordinators, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, plus Dabo for what, like 12 years? Yeah. And now that they're having one little change, everything's kind of falling so, apart. So, yeah, I did some research on this. So, Jeff Scott, um, he was their last kind of co-offensive coordinator. They had like a co-offensive coordinator scheme. But he left to go to South Florida in 2020, and he had been in the Clemson family, the family, for like 12 years. Oh, God. Okay, but okay, here's the thing, though. We can laugh at the whole Clemson family thing, right? But I, I really think that's kind of how they rose to power. They had the same very tight, you know, group of coordinators who, you know, everyone played their role, everyone knew their part within the schemes, and it worked. Like, they, they won games together, but now that... They're missing a, a key component of this. Jeff Scott, their offensive coordinator, uh, they haven't been able to find someone to replace him who can, you know, uh, drum up the same type of energy and, and creativity. And with families, dude, <laughs> when the dominoes start to fall, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall really ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't just business, dude. Like, this, this really is very personal uh, for all these guys. So I, I think what's going to happen, man, when people start to get fired, like if their current OC gets fired, uh, it's going to be really ugly. I, 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 it's just, it has to be. Thoughts? I definitely think this is sort of a uh, – th- this is kind of a game that's a crossroads for two programs. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like that you're very high on Florida State. Um, they've obviously turned some things around. Uh, they've won three in a row. One of those was Massachusetts, though. True, so true. <clears throat> let's not hey, read they blew, too much they blew into that. They did thoroughly dominate the game, they and did. they looked like they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. I think Th- that matters. This is, once again, UMass. That's true. One in six UMass. That's true. His only win is UConn. That's true. Who has been blown out by such stalwarts as Boston College, Toledo, Toledo. and Eastern Michigan. Listen. That is not a good football team. Florida State, every day of the week, just on talent alone, should blow UMass out of the water. You could say the same about JSU. They lost that. Yes, that is true. I mean, they have improved. They have gone from not being able to rely on their talent to beat beat up on an FCS school to being able to rely on the talent to beat up on a borderline FCS school. It was so, still 56 to 3. I think okay, I get what you're saying and like yeah, but, that's true, but it is I, I mean Clemson score beat so the absolute piss out of South Carolina State and I'm not reading into that. So That is true. I mean okay, okay. We're now, just going to have to see. We're really going to have yeah, to wait I, and see. I don't it's not that I'm I'm trying to rain on Florida State's parade because I do think this is a winnable game. I mean, Clemson has no offense to speak of. It's true. They're leading rusher this year through like what seven or eight games has three hundred some yards. It's not exactly what I would call explosive. Yeah. Or or threatening in any way, capacity, yeah. thought, anything. There's there's you 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 line up against Clemson on. And you think to yourself, ah, oh, this is going to be easy. <laughs> like, that is, if you're a defender, obviously don't get into that mindset because you're going to burn yourself. But, like, as, as a fan, I think, oh, yeah, it's Clemson's offense. Great. We'll be back on the field soon. Which which says a lot considering last year they were in the playoffs. It, it just, yes, it feels that is, like... It's, it's, <laughs> I, I, 
categorically one of the greatest fall-offs in terms of expectations I think we've seen in a while. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I really am. I think Florida State has a shot. I, I really do. This this could be a, a glorious Toilet Bowl-esque kind of game. If Florida State wins this game, this sets them up. I mean, I think if they win this game, they make a bowl game, no matter what. I, I think that's I agree. I agree. I think it really I think that really does drive home the point that this is absolutely a crossroads game for both programs. Like even even potentially long term. Yeah. And Clemson speaking, on the other hand, even if they lose, will make a bowl game anyway. They still have UConn on the schedule, so that's a free win. And South Carolina is um Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't delve too uh, deep no. into the SEC, but you know what? I'm calling it right now. I'm calling it right. Quote me on this. Quote no, me on this. Don't say it. No, no I'm doing it. Uh, yeah, no, quote him. Quote him. I, I like hash it Brown. when it backfires and he just ignores it. Shouts, shouts out to Hash Brown. One, three, two. Okay. South Carolina is defeating Clemson this year. So I'm about to move on. <laughs> I'm about to move on. Speaking of the SEC, I did want to point out. I did want to point out. I actually weirdly had a dream two nights ago. And my dream was vivid. I had a dream that it was like the fourth quarter of the South Carolina Clemson game, and South Carolina was winning by 10 points. And the last thing I remember before I woke up was Clemson missing a field goal. So maybe maybe that's my football my football powers coming yeah. as a premonition, right? Dude, can you imagine that it happens? They're up by 10. It'd go crazy. Oh it, it would be insane. Oh but God, speaking of the SEC and speaking of crossroads programs and speaking of teams that considered a little fraudulent i wanted to talk about the georgia versus florida game georgia georgia everybody keeps talking about georgia's defense this georgia's defense that people are already assuming they're going to beat bama knock on wood well don't knock on wood for that but (laughs) i want to point out that georgia has played some of the worst offenses in all of football and I think their defense is getting a little too much credit and a little too much hype. Obviously, the Clemson win speaks for itself. I, I'm just going to throw some stats out here. Here are the ranks of some of the offenses they've played. Keep in mind, there are only 130 FBS teams. 117th, that was Clemson. 112th, that was South Carolina. 124th, that was Vanderbilt. 84th, that was G5 UAB. And here we're gonna don't worry, we're gonna get to some of the better offenses they played. Seventy <laughs> seventh at Kentucky. Oh wow. And thirty no, first was Auburn. That's a good one. Think about that. that and nineteenth Arkansas. Here's the deal with the Arkansas game is and even the Kentucky game and to a lesser extent Auburn is that they don't play styles of offenses that are going to do anything to a defense like Georgia that's just gonna push you around. Those aren't high powered offenses. Those are set up uh how do I how do I say this? They're set-up offenses. They have to be set up with, like, a run game. They're tough. That's not the type of offense that's going to give Georgia fits. The type of offense that's going to give Georgia fits is a more high-powered offense. And I think Florida is a perfect example of that. I think Alabama is a perfect example of that. I think who they would play in the playoffs is a perfect example of that. And I think this very well could be the week. I'm not saying they're going to lose to Florida, but I think this is going to be a game that makes people second-guess the the second guess people just assuming Georgia is this dominant team because it really it it bothers my soul how much of a pass they get for playing some awful playing against some awful offenses and even Georgia's own offense isn't very good they their quarterback you have to remember this is the same they're playing the same quarterback that we shut down last year and we thoroughly beat that's true 
Randy, you'll get a shot against them. Don't worry. Like, regardless of what happens against Florida, I mean, Georgia is winning the SEC West. uh, Sorry, SEC East. Like, we all know that. Um, But I I know what you're saying, man, with the offensive thing. Like, I think a a team like Florida, I mean, they gave Bama a run for their money. So I I feel like, you know, if the pieces fall in the right place and the stars align, I could see Florida pulling off the upset here. I think it'll be close regardless. It's, I mean, it's a rivalry game. You never can take those for granted, just in the nature of it, unless, of course, you know, <clears throat> you're Ohio State playing Michigan. That's true. But you yeah, had to get so that in I, there. Yeah, I did. Um, I need <laughs> my one cocky, kind of douchey moment. All right. But no, I, I mean, Georgia has a game up on Kentucky, so they can still lose. And then I think the next team in the standings for the SEC East has three conference losses. So even if they do lose to Florida, they're still pretty, they're still sitting pretty at the top of the, the heap. Yep. Um, on some level, I agree with, they haven't really played a whole lot of offenses, but when they did play, uh, you know, a top 50 offense, they kind of made them look like children. So I don't know if True. that's necessarily sure. They could play tougher, you know, competition, but from what I've seen from Georgia's defense, I'm perfectly fine with, at this point, midseason, crowning them number one and saying they're the favorite. Sorry, Randy. It is what it is. It is what it is. Hey, hey. You can crown them whatever you want to crown them. I'm gonna, here's the thing with Georgia. If you want to crown them, then crown them. <laughs> yeah. The thing with Georgia, look, if they win one championship, they're going to declare themselves a dynasty. Oh, my God. You're right. We can't let you this can't, happen. Okay. You already know they're going to do that. I, yeah. do we, I don't know if we have Georgia listeners, but I'm sorry, but y'all know that is true. Happen. I think Georgia knows that it's still Georgia sports, and they they won't crown you know, themselves. This is what they do, though. This is what they do. They act like, okay, this is what Georgia sports fans do, is that they act like, oh, we're number one. We're going to beat the crap out of our rivals. They don't stand a chance. And then on the same token, they want us to feel sorry for them for some mm-hmm. A non-existent curse it's true it's like come on you can't have it both ways you can't i i completely agree i mean the braves are in the world series right now what does that tell you yeah no but i mean the braves aren't winning that no okay <laughs> okay more, uh, more yes. predictions oh uh, <laughs> I, I should be noted i know literally nothing about baseball except for the fact that the yankees and the dodgers spent the most in baseball and didn't true. get to the world series which is hilarious in its own right it's true no, but I, 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 it's uh, from every baseball person that I know, statistically speaking, the odds are in the Astros' favor, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they are. Well, we'll so, see what and, and, eh, I would not expect uh, the Braves. You know, we call them the Barves around here. So, <laughs> you know, Barves going to barve. All right, moving on up here next, we got number six, undefeated Michigan. At number eight, undefeated Michigan State. Okay, now hear me out. Hear me out. I'm about to go off on these teams. Oh dear. This okay. is, you know, before you before you go off, please. What I I will I'll keep it concise because I want to hear this this rant. Right. This this. Yeah. I've got I've um, got receipts. I, I'm sure you do. Um, I definitely think this is going to be this is going into it. Game of the week, college game day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an undefeated rivalry game. Yeah. Um. There's a couple things that I am concerned with on both teams. Um, I'm going to start with, uh, I'll probably, you know, I'm going to start with Michigan State. Okay. Um, I'm not particularly impressed with most of their games. Um, to me, it seems like they control the game most of the time quite well. But for, for there, there are 
points in a game against better teams that even if you control the game, they still have those momentary lapses of judgment or cracks where they let opponents keep it closer than it should be. Yeah. Um, and I think that potentially is the biggest issue facing them. Um, but that is that is mostly my issue with them. I mean, obviously, the Nebraska game and the Western Kentucky game come to mind. Um, even the Rutgers game, where I, the, from what I watched, I don't think it should have been. I mean, that close. It's still a thirty-one to thirteen win. It's pretty comfortable. I, I think Michigan State has the talent. I, I think it has the coaching. It just it needs to cohesively come together for this game specifically. They don't have that difficult a schedule after this game. So I think this is the make it or break it game for their season. And and honestly, since it's at home, I do think that they'll win. I think that they will win. I think it'll be a close game. I expect it to be good. I don't think we're going to get a whoa moment, I unfortunately. I hope we do. I do too. I think it'd be great. Um, and on the flip side, we've got Michigan, who has much of the same concerns. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, the 2013 win against Rutgers or the fact that uh, they only won by three at Nebraska. Um, they, they did handle the Northwestern quite well. Um, it was only, I think, for the first quarter where I thought Northwestern even had a hairball's chance. Um, unfortunately, their, their non-conference schedule doesn't look as good because Washington good. decided that they were going to take the year off playing football. Good for them. Um, yeah, but uh, Michigan, and I think the biggest thing going against Michigan is, and it's completely unfounded in any, you know, long-term logical statistical analysis. But um, Harbaugh sucks that's, with uh, with important rival games. So that's true. <laughs> he uh, and, and they did lose to MSU last year when MSU was beyond awful. You know, you brought um, up a good point here, Rhett, which is that both these teams really have had pretty pretty easy schedules, pretty mediocre. Well, I got some data to back that up. Did you know that these two undefeated teams combined have just one ranked win? Of course, talking really? about Michigan State defeating oh. number twenty-four Miami, who is yeah, and that was at the time That's currently not three a... and four. Yeah, <laughs> fact, uh, uh, I would argue the best win between either of these schools, and this is biased, but really is Wisconsin. We are the only P five team that either of these teams have beat that is currently above five hundred. The only P5 school. The- yeah, I, I would definitely agree, honestly. I, I mean, think that I is, agree. That's a fair assessment, yeah. I agree, but I feel like that's one of those things that you can't say about your own team. I might. I just did. I mean, he's not. It's not. You're it's not, wrong. not like Wisconsin is going up against difficult <laughs> opponents here for that title. What? Rutgers, Western Kentucky, yeah. Western Michigan, but, Washington, but Nebraska. But that's exactly the thing. They haven't really played anyone all that legit. And I'm kind of sad that one of these two teams is going to win. Because you know whoever wins this is immediately going to be catapulted into that playoff discussion. And oh, I, I don't think easy top five. Neither, neither team actually deserves it. And both teams ultimately are going to get just annihilated by Ohio State. We, we know well, this. Let's, we know let's pump this. the brakes here. Let's, we, we know I don't want to. I don't want to speak into the future for that. I mean, I, uh, I said, I, to be fair, I said at the start of the year when Ohio State lost to Oregon, 
I thought that this was the year Michigan was going to beat Ohio State, but to to the Buckeyes' no credit, more. Not to anymore. their credit, they turned okay, it let's, the hell around. All right, I'm going to back off on that. I don't want to no, jinx anything. Did. You have to admit, dude, Ohio State's improved. Uh-huh. Like okay, that's what I've noticed. Okay, I talked about this earlier, is that Ohio State is one of those teams. They've improved every single week, and they've gotten better and gotten better and who, gotten better. Who has Ohio State? played though tulsa akron rutgers they're taking care of business i agree but i mean they still haven't played and, i mean michigan and i mean what is nebraska gonna challenge you yeah like michigan and michigan i mean state who knows they challenge michigan state and michigan it's one nebraska have... seems they're they're nebraska's one game away from putting it all together and That's getting true. that that marquee w Ohio state's crushing their competition yes the competition's bad but michigan and michigan state are just kind of like coasting by uh, they've had a couple of close calls. I mean, like you said, the Rutgers game for, for Michigan. It shouldn't have been that close, dude. It's Rutgers. So I, I, I don't think either team is actually that legit. Yes, they're both good. Yes, they'll probably both finish ranked. But neither of these teams are playoff contenders. But unfortunately, they'll be in that conversation I can, soon. I can give you they're not playoff contenders. From what I've seen, I'll agree with you there. But There you go. Speaking of playoff contenders, perhaps we oh, can dear. talk about your number five. Uh, no, I don't like talking about my team. Why is that? Ah, I don't get it. Why would, I, you, I, why would you not want to talk, dude? I'll say, you know what? It, I'm gonna, you know, I get it, Rhett, because I, I have noticed one thing on this podcast that I struggle with is I never want to talk about Alabama too much <laughs> in our upcoming games, even though, like, I, I have mean, things I want to say that I know you want to say as well about your team. I, I'll go through the bullet points it. for you, Jimbo. I, I want Ohio State to win. I Every game I expect Ohio State to win in conference. Wow. Um, I get annoyed when they don't win. I get annoyed when they don't win by enough. Um, I think this is a very good team. I'm not super hyped on the quarterback play. Once again, that's mm-hmm. most reliant on the fact that we have – I mean, we've blown them out, but it's been a bunch of nobody. CJ Stroud, okay, I want to point out CJ Stroud's stats. He is 2,000 passing yards. Yes. 22 touchdowns, that three interceptions. True. He has uh-huh. improved a he, lot. He looks a lot. At one point, I wanted Miller to to get more playing time, but I think I think with Stroud sitting out that one game was good for him. Yeah. Because uh, at the beginning of the year, he looked very jittery. He didn't look settled in the pocket. He didn't really have a good rhythm. Um, I say that after you know we we put up 45 points in the first week of the season, but even then it was like ah, I don't know if he feels comfortable, but yeah. he looks. And it, he does look comfortable now, which is a good sign. Yeah. But um, and it's a great, it's a great wide receiver room for him to be working with. You could not give a freshman quarterback a better Green. wide receiver. He's a room. freshman. Oh, God, we're stuck with this. He guy is a freshman. Me. I will. Uh, I want to point out. So an interesting, interesting little take between Ryan Day, James Franklin, Dabo Sweeney, and we'll even throw Harbaugh in there for good measure. Go for it. I would take Ryan Day every day of the week. Day, I think I think especially with with how Clemson's going with DJ Mr. Yu. I was just going to avoid trying to pronounce it to uh, refrain from offending anyone. True. <laughs> but uh, I think with with DJ, it, it, it raises the question, how much of that was Dabo on offense and how much of that was having a generational talent on yes, offense? Back to back with. With with Day, we've at least seen. I mean, Stroud is a four star. He's not some like unknown recruit three star out of like, I don't know, Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's a talented quarterback. 
He's a decent quarterback, but he's not so generational that he's yeah. just going to no. carry the program. And T Law was you have to up, um, like from high school. Like yeah. People were talking well, and 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 to some extent, Fields was always was a great recruit too. I mean, it's just Georgia didn't know how to use him. <laughs> yeah. So it 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 makes me feel better about Day that he's not just coasting on having a generational talent because I I like CJ a lot more now than I did at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But. He's not. I mean, I don't think it's a, a leap to say he's not a generational talent. I don't well, think that's he's, he's even remotely close to. Uh, he's a fre- he's a true freshman, and he's a good. He's a good recruit. But no, I agree. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. That said, yeah, he's. I mean, he's a quality recruit. Ninety-five yeah. percent of Power Five schools, ninety-five percent of all FBF's institutions would love that. We'll take him. on trade. <laughs> You can Dude, have you can have one of the back. I mean, we're gonna have someone transfer out at some True. point, we'll no matter him. what. You you can have them. It's, it's it's redistributing <laughs> the talent to to the <laughs> the poor quarterbackless schools. It, it worked for LSU. I I am ready for my hot take. All right, I've, hey, I've been brewing on it. I've it. just been trying. I want to hear it. Texas and Baylor. Texas plays at Baylor. Baylor is quietly six and one. They've played a decent schedule. Their only loss is to Oklahoma State. They've beaten BYU. They beat Iowa State. They beat West Virginia fairly comfortably, I might add. Mm-hmm. Texas has two straight losses. They're four and three. They lost to Oklahoma State, lost to Oklahoma, lost to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. My hot take is that Texas beats Baylor. And we talked earlier about crossroads games for certain teams, and I think that's somewhat becoming a theme and i think this is a crossroads game more so for texas than baylor but it always looks like texas is just like one one or two plays one or two drives from pulling together a complete game with a complete team and, and just pulling it all together it's like you know how oklahoma looks like they don't try but then win on talent and pull it together in the second half yeah, yeah. with texas with texas i get the vibe that they're trying in every game they just fall short yeah. And I think to me that speaks more to their long-term success. I could legitimately see Texas in five years from now being a much better program than Oklahoma, yeah, with Sark at the helm. So that's why I'm very interested to see how this game goes against really a a, a good Big Twelve team at their own house. Yeah, I mean it's definitely. I don't know if it's a crossroad for the program, but it's definitely a crossroad for the season. I mean, they. I, they blew it against Oklahoma. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And they oh, yeah. blew it against Oklahoma State. Yep. And nice. and you need you need after I mean horrendous choke jobs back to back weeks at home. Well, not at home, I guess, for the Red River rivalry. But like, it's effectively how do you blow it back to back weeks against two teams from the same state? It. It blows my mind how they managed to do that. It's and dude. it's not, I'm not worried about Sark's coaching. I'm not worried about Texas's talent. It's a new year with a new head coach. There's almost assuredly going to be growing pains. But for this season, there, I mean, this is the game to get back on track, to, to, to leave your mark, to build to the future. Mm-hmm. You cannot go from blowing it in back to back weeks and horrendous to fashion that made for don't get me wrong yeah and then go in and just lay an egg and like man if they lose this one they got they, they play at iowa state next week 
Which, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be tough. Like, honestly, they could lose it and still be fine if they keep it close and they show fight. That's not but the they issue. Do show they fight. Texas does show fight in their they games. Can't just, they can't just. Well, they can't do. They can't do a thing where they get in front again and then the second half they just blow it. They cannot, under any circumstance, do that. They can go down in the first half and then come back and almost win it. That would be fine in my eyes. That shows your fight, your grit. You're not giving up because for the last two games, it looks like they folded in the fourth quarter, and you cannot do that. It's more of a choke job. I feel like Texas is just, like, cursed at this point. It's like a cursed program. Well, speaking of teams blowing it, I am very intrigued by the Oklahoma versus Texas Tech game. Don't don't do this, man. (laughs) There's no way. Come on. No, no, no. I mean, it's... It's always interesting to see a team after they fire their coach what they come up with the next week. Exactly. So I, That's I what I was going to point out. Matt sure. Wells just got fired. So who knows? what They could come out with some weird, fiery passion. I don't think Texas Tech is that bad. I mean, they're 5-3. and three. True. They've shown flashes on offense. Their defense isn't very good. But we've seen how Oklahoma's offense just chooses not to get off the bus <laughs> some days. Yeah. The interesting thing about Texas Tech is that they they could they have five wins, but it's still a good possibility that they just miss bowl season. They finished the season with Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, and Baylor. So yeah, yeah very possible. It's rough. It's a rough. I mean, if they get this win, this would be huge. That's true. I mean, it would be, and it would be amazing to see Texas Tech come out with a new with an interim head coach, punch Oklahoma in the mouth. And I think that's why they fired Matt Wells. That's I think they look. They I'm sure they talk to certain people whenever they make the decision. And I think they they felt like firing him now would bring the team together and have them do something. Possibly true. the timing is yeah. It, it does seem to align like that. I think it's a perfect storm. If Texas Tech wins, I think it's a perfect storm for them to win. I don't expect it to happen. It probably won't. Let's be honest. It'll be close. But we know that. It'll be I'm going to watch it. Hey, I'm, gonna watch it. I'm definitely tuning in just to see how it's going. There's <laughs> not a whole lot of games that I'm going to do that for. That's fair enough. And speaking of teams blowing their season, we have Jimbo. I know you're going to want to talk about this one and take the reins, but I wanted to introduce it okay. with that transition. Okay. Six and one Iowa versus four and three Wisconsin. All right. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say it straight up. We're winning this game. Uh, yeah. No, here's why. It's a confidence I hey, like. Here's You're why. favored, though. Here's why. You're favored. We've been favored in every single game this season. Look it up. Every single game. I, think, I know. I saw us. that. I find that wild. You, you say that as like a positive. And well, here's the thing. Here's and your thing. record is four and three. So here's the thing. Sometimes you fell short. If we, if we, Iowa and Wisconsin is a mirror match. And if we had Iowa's schedule, we'd be six and one. If they had our schedule, they'd be four and three. It, it's that simple. These are the two exact same teams. They don't have an offense. We don't have an offense. They have a great defense. We have a great defense. Uh, the, the real key factor here is that they haven't played anyone, and we played uh, like three ranked teams in a row, basically. Um, Iowa, listen, they're a good team, but but they rely so much on luck. They rely on turnovers. They rely on uh, you know th- these events that you can't necessarily predict. Ooh, I don't want to interject here, but oh, please, um, please. if they rely on turnovers and you oh. have Mertz as your quarterback, that thing. is not a yeah. good. No, we found we found the key. <laughs> See, this is exactly why people are sleeping on us. We found the key. We remember that we're Wisconsin, and that you don't have to throw. Graham Mertz threw the ball. <laughs> I want to say eight times last week. Yeah, it was eight. He went five of eight, and we won by like what, like twenty something points. 
listen hey, to I mean, I, if running you think the ball. that you're going to run run all over Iowa, then I, I commend you because we, we got, that I, is a possibility. As long as you don't throw the ball. If yeah. Mertz throws more than 10 passes, you're losing that game. It's a, there you go. It's as simple as that. Just don't throw it more than 10 times and we win. Because listen, dude, we, got, we finally found a running back. You know, Wisconsin always has a running back. You know, Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon. We find our next guy. Braylon Allen. Hey, Missoula, Melusa. Oh. No, Braylon. He's a 17-year-old. A 17-year-old man. Really? From, from, uh, from Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. And he is, he is shredding defenses. Man. Look him up. Braylon Allen. It's a name you'll want to look for. He's the next great Wisconsin quarterback. When did he really start getting touches? He only got, he got touches uh, three weeks ago against Illinois. And I, I, I really do believe that's part of the reason why we lost to Penn State and Notre Dame and Michigan. He wasn't getting the ball. Um, oh, did you say Fond du Lac? Oh, good lord. He Fondalock. really was. Oh, that is unfortunate for him. Okay. Do, do you know Fond du Lac, Wisconsin? Uh, I mean, I used to live in northern Madison, basically. Yeah, yeah I'm aware of where it is. Aware. It's, it's kind of like in between Green Bay, Milwaukee, and Madison. Yep. 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 So there's not a whole lot there. Not a lot there. I guess Oshkosh is your Oshkosh. Oshkosh. Right, pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you pronounce these. Listen, though, he's legit. You got to trust me. He's legit. Keep an eye out for him I, if you watch it. this game. If you watch this game, look for number zero. Cool number, by the way. Um, I just listen. I think if we run well, if we run the ball and only have like two or three turnovers, we probably win. Um, I say only because that's actually pretty pretty low for Wisconsin. We had two turnovers against Purdue and still won. So yeah, we're going to turn the ball over. I'm not worried. Our, our team isn't worried. Like you have to understand, there's nothing Iowa that's going to bring. I will bring that we haven't seen before. We could turn the ball over like four times, and we we wouldn't be shook. Because that's expected, okay? Like, Iowa's <laughs> that's whole game really... plan. It's, dude, think about <laughs> it. That's Iowa's game plan. Oh, we're going to turn the ball over like three times. Oh, we're not scared. We do it to ourselves, dude. Just... You know what I don't understand about Wisconsin and Graham Mertz? Say it. Is he, it's not just that he throws picks. It's that when I... he does throw a pick, it's a pick six. It's always a pick yeah, six, yeah. Great... <laughs> oh, why have you that's not... you cannot do. As have long as you, you don't do that. Him, I, haven't, I haven't really been watching Wisconsin a whole lot. I mean, but have you not benched his him? His backup or... is worse. No, he, he actually got... How? He got... So How? His, his backup... We, in the Eastern Michigan game, it was a blowout. It was Eastern Michigan. Fourth quarter, we put our, put our second-string quarterback in. Has a nice drive going downfield, gets to the goal line. And he throws a pick six against East, Eastern Michigan. So okay, ba- but that just sounds like Mertz. Uh, yes, our backup quarterback's just like Mertz is what I'm saying. So it's not really an improvement. But what's the point of benching him, right? I mean, I guess. Yes. Okay, I'm looking at him right now. Oh, that's rough. It's rough. Spencer Rattler. Five completions, right? two interceptions. Oh, yeah, that's not good. That's... Listen, just, just... Although Mertz has seven picks. But the thing is, we're putting Mertz in... For, for as much as I clowned on Wisconsin earlier this year, this is the theme of this episode, clowning on teams... Paul Christ, to his credit, has actually made some adjustments. He's not forcing any difficult throws to Mertz. He's given him really easy. <laughs> yeah, he figured out. No, he oh really, God, I, I've got a noodle arm. It, dude. Think about it. Like he's given him like easy screen passes, short. You know, I mean that that is what a good coach should do. If you don't have the talent, yeah. you adjust to what exactly. talent you have. And we're, we, but... we've done that, and we're focusing on the run game, and it's, it's it has worked. We've won three in a row. I, I I know it's not against good opponents, but I don't think I, I mean, was I, actually the number nine team of the nation. I was not that great. They're, they're good. They're not. They're not great. You're, you saying. think I was more like a 14-15 kind of team? Yeah, I, I really don't lower than that, that to be honest. It depends. I think they're in the twenties, but they're not. Okay. They're not a top ten. They're not a playoff contender like people think they still are. They're just not. We saw that against you know uh, Purdue. They lost to Purdue for God's sakes. They got blown out by Purdue, frankly. Who you just beat? And who, who we yourself. just beat on the road? Yeah, ranked win on the road. Take that, haters. 
So I, I think we win. Yeah, I'm overconfident. I'm cocky, but honestly, <laughs> I got nothing else to go for with Wisconsin. I need this win. I, so. <laughs> all I'll say is I will enjoy listening to the podcast next week, regardless <laughs> of the outcome of the Wisconsin game. I'm, lot to say, I'm, I'm sure. sure either way, it will be an entertaining listen. That's true. All right, we have Ole Miss versus Auburn, another SEC game. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have no idea where to begin I'm talking about these teams because these are two these are two programs and two teams that are known for just being unpredictable, especially Auburn. However, with Ole Miss, I mentioned earlier that people think they're deceiving, but I think they're legitimately I, – I want to say their top 10 ranking is legitimate. They've shown a lot of flashes on offense and defense. Matt Corral, 15 touchdowns, one interception, 2,000 yards on the year. Very good. Bo Nix has eight touchdowns, two interceptions. He's playing, I mean, I don't want to say mistake-free football, but he's not exactly getting it done. He's kind of like, he reminds me of Brock Purdy, where are you going to get good bow or bad bow? You just don't know. <laughs> and I think this game is definitely just going to come down to which quarterback shows up. And I, re- I really don't think anything else matters other than which quarterback does show up. Gun to your head, who do you, who do you got winning? Oh, man. Where is it at? Is that is that Auburn? Auburn. <laughs> I'm going to take Auburn, too. I think I think it definitely is sort of a, hey, which quarterback's going to show up? I mean, Ole Miss, to me, is it's a one-man show. He's got some decent complementary parts, but let's be honest, that is, I mean, Corral is, is it's his team. It's, you know, it, it's his potential Heisman year or runner-up year or or just get invited to it kind of year but he i mean he's what the leading passer obviously but he's also i believe the leading rusher on Ole Miss. so i he's much more consistent as the quarterback uh than exactly. his opponent which i think uh if if good bo nicks shows up which it's at home so i think he will i think auburn wins it i'm pretty, gonna pretty pretty comfortably i don't really have a whole lot of faith on Ole Miss's defense um, I'm just going to call and say it. I, I think Ole Miss is legit. I think Ole Miss wins this one. And honestly, I've said it before, I don't know if there's been like a Heisman frontrunner really this season, but if they win this game on the road against a ranked Auburn, I think you have to put Matt Corral in that conversation. Yeah, he's already in that conversation. Uh, what, what, what conversation are we talking about here? Heisman. Heisman. Yeah, I'm saying it. Dude, uh, I think well, here's the thing. I here's the thing. He's, he already, he already lost and got outplayed by a frontrunner. Oh, okay. It's Bama, though. Come on, it's Bama. You're sleeping on Bryce Young. I am. I just and that's okay. Do, do I do I want to get into this now? No, we can um, save it for my later. My only problem with Bryce Young is he's surrounded by blue chip talent. Exactly. That's okay, I'm getting into it. That is why. Okay, that's not the reason why. We have our offensive line is mediocre. They whiff blitzes all the time and they don't hold up. Maybe. He was picking apart. He was picking apart the defense last week, and they were dropping eight guys in coverage every single play. He was still having to deal with pass rush, and when you have four receivers getting guarded by eight DBs and he's still picking them apart, has four touchdowns in the game, 19, what was it, 19 or 20? I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. Andy, what, what, Hold on. what Matt Corral has done with what he has is so much more impressive than what Bryce Young has done. No, it done. isn't. It, it I, just is. Bryce Young has I, a, you act like Bryce Young, he, okay, we have good We're not saying paper, Bryce Young is bad. Paper. I'm just saying I am, I'm less inclined to be impressed given that he has. I think that is a huge made. mistake. A, I think that's a, a big really mistake impressive. to say that. I think, I think he that's has a big mistake to say that because we have not had 
he's had to be the glue on an offense that's had a lot of struggle. He's had to be the guy. We haven't had a real run game to fall back on because of our offensive line. As good as Brian Robinson is, he's been he's been hurt a lot of the year. And he's our best our running back. Our second running back is out for the year. Our third running back is never going to be Another the same because of a tragic car accident. He's a, he was in a tragic car accident. And here's the thing. And when he, when he was in his car accident, the athletic department got a call from the Pensacola hospital and they said, Hey, your football, we got a football player in the hospital. He was in a car wreck. We think he's going to make it. That's what, that's how bad the car wreck was. And then our four string guy is our RB two right now, and he's the only healthy one. Another five star. So it's not like we have. He's not a five star. He's like a four star. <laughs> oh, the horror! This is what, what I'm saying. saying. Red. This is what you, I'm it doesn't saying. matter who you are. If you're on, if you're on your fourth string running back as the only healthy guy, it shows that you don't have a whole lot of depth, and you can't just out talent people. He's having to be the glue in the offense. He's having to do everything. He's having to avoid blitzes, avoid pressure in his face, throw it to receivers that keep dropping balls. He's making it happen. And it's not the same. It's not like he's throwing to freaking Amari Cooper. Like, Jamison Williams is our best receiver. And, Rhett, you don't, you saw him play. Actually, you didn't see him play because he wasn't good enough to make Ohio State's receiving oh. depth chart. And he now plays for us. <laughs> We uh, we that's also who, have probably the with. best. I mean, we probably have the best wide receiver room in the country. That's true. I, I, but I'm, I'm still I, making I the point wanna, that we are. I mean, he, that was. It's quite literally the thing Jimbo complains about. It, like our worst wide receiver would be the best on most college teams. It's true. It's true. And that's literally what's happening at Bama with our best receiver. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't explaining to have to get into that, but I had to uh, open up honor. a can. And I'm sure there's be a lot more of those debates as we get closer and closer to the actual awards. I, yeah. I have a theory that it's going to get a lot, a lot It'll get dicey. nastier. It'll be All fun. Right. It'll be entertaining. It's are like we what? ready for? Are we ready for yeah. quick picks? I believe we yes. are. All right, we have a Thursday game. I don't know if this is going to be live by the time we pick this game. It will be, but it we're still going to pick it. it it's it's four and three Troy. At number twenty-four, now six and one, Coastal Carolina. Uh, coastal by a million. I I still believe in Coastal. I really do. I know they lost, but I I like what they got going for them. Um, I you know it's at Coastal. I think this is a bounce back game. I think they're going to want to show people who have just been slandering them that that they're still a good team. I'm going to take Coastal. Seven and zero, oh, Cincinnati. Versus one and six Tulane at Tulane. Dude, yeah, this isn't gonna be close. I think Cincy Dude. has a lot to prove. They're gonna they're gonna come out firing and, and, and win pretty comfortably. Do, do we actually have to like say who we think's gonna win? <laughs> you don't have to say it. I'll just move on. <laughs> I want to move on to a good one now. Seven and O Michigan versus seven and O Michigan State. Uh, like I said, both teams are fraudulent, but I think I think Michigan is slightly less fraudulent. I think they win this one. Um, I love the liberal use of the word fraudulent. I, I really appreciate it, actually. I think it's <laughs> hilarious. I keep doing it, please. I really do enjoy it. Um, I'm going to take Michigan State. Um, it's at East Lansing. They want to they wanna get that back-to-back wins against Michigan. It's a big oh, yeah. rivalry game. Neither team has looked super hot, so I'm, I'm going to go with Michigan State. All right. I'm going to go with Michigan. I just think Michigan is the least fraudulent between the two frauds, so... You know, <laughs> the shiniest right. turd. Yeah, number nine, six and one, Iowa versus four and three, Wisconsin. Like I said, I like our chances here. I think we win this, and I think neither team scores more than fourteen points. It's gonna be really low scoring. 
Man, you just described the ugliest game of football I think I could have imagined. It's beautiful. Um, I I think you can only beat the number two out of Iowa. I don't think you can beat the number nine out of Iowa. So I'm gonna go with Iowa. Oh, I'm gonna go with Wisconsin. That's my hot take. Wisconsin wins this game fairly comfortably. Whoa, wow. comfortably. I'm on, an island. I'm on an island for two in a row. Yeah, I love it. All right, All right. four and three Texas at six and one number sixteen Baylor. Ah, uh, this is a coin flip for me, but I think I'm giving it to Texas. I don't think they lose three games in a row. This is this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, I think I think I'm gonna go with Texas. I, I'm gonna regret it, but I'm gonna go with Texas. Love it. All right, I'm gonna go with Texas as well. I just I don't know if this is if it's because it's Texas is tricking me. I don't know. SEC bias. I, I, I we can all be wrong SEC together. Bias, right? Yeah, SEC bias. <laughs> All right. They're not even have... in, and they're getting the benefit of it now. Yeah. Three and four, Miami versus number two in the Heisman race under Bryce Young. Six and one, number seventeen, Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. look off for Pitt. <laughs> Pitt's legit, dude. They just beat Clemson. I know Clemson's bad, but they dominated Clemson. I think Pitt keeps the train rolling and wins this one. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think this is the game that gets Manny Diaz fires from Miami. I'm, I'm going Pitt. Ooh, a tarmac game. Oh, I'm going to go with I... Pitt as well. I think it's, there's a good chance he gets tarmacked. Keep it out for that. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Number twenty-two, Iowa State at five and two versus West at West Virginia at three and four. Yeah, I think Iowa State they got a good thing going. Obviously, after last week, I think they keep it going against West Virginia, though it, it could get close. I'm I'm gonna go with Iowa State. I've not been impressed with West Virginia at all this year, home or away. So I don't even care where it is. So I'm gonna go with West Virginia. Or not West Virginia, Iowa State. I was going to say. <laughs> don't, I'm going to go with Iowa State. Don't edit it out. Let everyone know my brain works out. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm going to go with Iowa State, but I think it's going to be close. Love it. Um, next game, Georgia-Florida. 7-0, and number one, Georgia versus 4-3, and Florida. Yeah, I'll say it. I, I think this is the week Georgia actually gets exposed. It'll be close. It'll be high scoring, but I, I think Florida wins in a shootout. Ooh. Yeah, shootout. Shout out my boy, Thanks Meek. To- um, I'm going Georgia. I don't think Florida has the chops to win. I don't think at any point in the game, aside from maybe the first quarter, that it's going to look like they're going to win. I'm going full on barking at children. Oh God, Georgia wins. Oh, God. <laughs> barking at children. <laughs> That's what they're good at. There it is. Man, my heart wants to say Florida, but my brain says Georgia. It's. I think Georgia could get exposed, but I think even in getting exposed, they could still pull out the win. True. But there's. Uh, just watch out. out. Just keep an, keep an eye on it. Yeah. Keep an eye on yeah, it. Exactly. All right. Five and three Texas Tech versus eight and zero oh, Oklahoma. Ah, uh, yeah. Oklahoma probably wins this one, but again, it'll be by like six points. It'll be close. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I, I mean, they keep getting away with it. There's no reason to think that they won't keep getting away with it. I'm going Oklahoma. Yeah. I take. I'm going with Texas Tech. I just, <laughs> I have to will it into fruition. You speak it into point. existence. Love it. Speak it into exactly. All right. All right. Six and one. Ole Miss at number ten versus five and two. Number eighteen. Auburn. Uh, like I said, I got Ole Miss, dude. I, I really believe in Golden Corral. I think he's legit. Golden Corral. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, I think I think good Bo Nick shows up, and I think Auburn wins, and I think they win, not necessarily comfortably, but I think it won't be very much of an in doubt kind of game. All right, I'm gonna go with Auburn because it's at Auburn. That is the only <laughs> logic I'm gonna use. I think good Bo will show up. Well. We have next an interesting Group of Five matchup: undefeated seven and zero SMU 
versus six and one Houston at can I, Houston. Can I be honest? I had no idea SMU was undefeated. Me which, neither. Which maybe says something. I can't tell. It's I, I really don't know what to make it because I, I haven't I think seen that SMU means you here. just you just don't pay attention to the American. I think that's I don't. what that means. Okay. All you right. know what? All I like. Right. I knew they were undefeated. Have, they're no, undefeated. They're gonna win. They're undefeated. they're undefeated. But to be fair, they have not played a good schedule. <laughs> I fair. mean, no, no, not at all. Um, and I, Houston, honestly, probably has more impressive wins. If I just had to that's blind guess, P five team. I'm no longer blind guessing. They do not. They they, they actually don't. Nope. Ooh, they've no, lost Texas Tech. Both teams and suck. They, 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 yes. Well, I mean, it's it's like the Michigan Michigan State thing, except this is the group of five equivalent frauds versus yeah. frauds. Yeah, I, as you would say. I'll go with the this fraud is, that's on the road. Wow. SMU. SMU this is, is Michigan. This is much harder than I thought initially. I I honestly thought I was gonna take Houston because I was like SMU hasn't really played anyone. I assume you has the better win of the two just by playing on the road at TCU, but TCU is not exactly a world beater. True. Oh man, this is wow. Um, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the road team. I'm gonna go SMU. Yeah, love it. I'm gonna go with SMU as well. I just feel better about them. They look. I mean, they're winning. They didn't lose to Texas Tech by multiple touchdowns, so True. True. there you go. I'm going to keep it in the G5 for one more G5 game with 6-2 and two, Fresno State, who did beat UCLA and Arizona State and Arizona True. versus Arizona doesn't count. undefeated 7-0 and San Diego State. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Fresno State actually wins this one. If you recall, Fresno State kept it close against Oregon, who is actually kind of a, a dark horse for the playoffs at this point. I don't know if Oregon's going to keep getting away with it. I mean, they already have not gotten away with it once, True. but they, they have not yeah, in, been be, inspiring recently. They did beat you. They, they did beat you. us. <laughs> they did beat us. I, I prefer not to remember that That's if fair. you uh, would That's be fair. so kind. Uh, don't, I don't like to dwell on the past. I want to look towards the future. Right. Um, and while I'm looking into my magic eight ball of the future, I see a San Diego State Aztec W, baby. I think San Diego wow. State's going to win this game. I'm going to go with Fresno State. I just, I like Fresno State. Another island. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're putting yourself out there at least. I like, no, I like Fresno State. I like their quarterback, Jake Hainer. 2,500 yards, 22 touchdowns on the season. If you remember, he was in my September Heisman watch. That's true. And I just like him. He's a tough guy. I just, it's hard for me to pick against a tough, gritty quarterback. All right. We have three games left. We're going to do next four and three, North Carolina. Who has improved through the season versus six and one number eleven Notre Dame at Notre Dame? Yeah, this ah. being this being at Notre Dame, I think that gives them the edge. I, I think it'll be uh, kind of close, but Notre Dame they find a way to win. They, they just keep finding a way to win pretty much every single week, and I don't think that changes against North Carolina. It, it this isn't even a question to me. I mean, Notre Dame is going to win. Yeah, go. it's going to be Notre Dame. Um, it's at Notre Dame. I just North Carolina is actually looking back. Actually looking back, they just lost to Florida State pretty badly. They lost by three touchdowns yeah. to Georgia Tech. They their defense is bad. Can't believe right. they were ranked so high entering the season, but that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those weird twenty twenty flash in the pants. Yeah, yeah. Indiana. Yeah, it happens. Well, Sam Howell was really good. It's just uh, Sham Howell, more like. Sham- oh, he's yeah, good, said, but he is the whole team. Hey, you, right. you'd like him on your team a lot more than Mertz. All I right, would, let's, I would. Let's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let, let it. Let let Randy and I, the teams with decent quarterbacks, throw these stones. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Well, speaking of decent quarterbacks, oh. we have Virginia at six and two. Six and two Virginia with Brennan Armstrong, another one of my September Heisman watch quarterbacks. 
versus six and two BYU, has, who has now lost two in a row. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm. Oh, well, BYU's actually they they won their last game. Okay, it was it was a twenty one to nineteen win versus Washington State. Oh, who a just W fired is a W is a W. Hey, Virginia's the point won is their they last, do not. They've yeah. they've lost. Virginia's step, won maybe. their last four games. Believe it or not, I I think Virginia probably they, has the hot hand and they win this one. Virginia just looks hot. I agree. Virginia has is hot. BYU is cold. They have the same record, and I think they're about even teams just on paper. But I think being streaky matters yeah, in football. It does. And Virginia's they're coming together. There you go. All right, final game. Are y'all ready? Let's it's go for it. Five and two Penn State <laughs> at six and one Ohio State. I, this this obviously isn't even a question. The only real question is. How many points will Ohio State put up? Will it be in the 50s? Okay, will it be in the 60s? Because okay. this is not going to be close. Oh, all right. We are. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, we, all right. I know we've, we've put the horse before the wagon for a couple other teams, but this one's personal. Let's, let's not. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to come off looking oh, like no, a complete please, moron. Please. Ah, dude, I, I mean, I expect them to win. I expect them to win. I expect them to win every game. This is no different. Penn State is distracted. Their head oh, yeah. coach is distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, they just lost a nine overtime game to Illinois. I think they're going to win, but I mean, Ohio state is due the one stupid loss in conference at home. It's- and at the beginning of the season, gun to my head, I would have never picked Penn state, but Penn state looks like it can be a dumb loss at home this week. And I am terrified of that. I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. I want to say what Rhett doesn't want to say. Okay. And I, I think four touchdowns, five touchdowns sounds about right for a victory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I could see it. I, get, I just like, don't I think Penn State 52, cares anymore. 52 points or so for Ohio State. 52, probably. 24, or something yeah, like something that. Something like that. Yeah. It's not going to be close. Don't worry, man. Easy win. <laughs> I hope you're right for my sake. Well, there you go. I hope we're all hey, right. Did, <laughs> did we talk about Duke Wake Forest? Oh, we didn't. Randy. You missed that. Oh, 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 I dropped one. Okay, I forgot one. Duke versus Wake Forest. Three and four Duke at seven and no Wake Forest. I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> Wake, Wake Forest, Forest once again goes untested. Yeah, Wake Forest. Yeah. Oh, and Oregon. Oregon, too. Yeah, Wake's going to drop a game eventually, but it's it's not against Duke. Duke is really bad. No, Duke is Duke is, um, Duke Duke is bad. Duke is Duke. They will pretty much always be bad. And I they're comfortable with being bad. They, they, okay. they, they, they know their place. They know yeah, yeah. They are, Six they're like, one. they're Kansas, you know. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it's bas- it's basketball season soon. We'll see you then, kind of school. True. All right. Six Last and game. one Oregon. Six and one Oregon versus two and five Colorado. It's at Oregon. Dude, Colorado's really bad. I- I'm really. They did almost now. beat Texas A&M, yeah. who did beat Alabama. That is crazy. But I mean, that was week two. Yeah, I, I think I Oregon, Oregon. Oregon loses. If Oregon loses. If Oregon loses. Fire Cristobal, no. for the love of God. No, no, no. Colorado is god-awful. <laughs> I mean, beyond the pale for awful. <laughs> the only team worse in FBS that I will say comfortably on any given day, 100% the Colorado can beat, is Arizona. They beat them. That is it. Yeah. That's the list. Colorado has no offense. Their defense we thought might have been good after, you know, the 10-7 Texas A&M. But we've seen they lost 30-0 to Minnesota. 
They lost 35-13 to ASU. They lost 37-14 to USC. They lost 26-3 against Cal. If Oregon loses, fire Cristobal immediately and just put a fuck, put a rubber stamp on him, package him up, pay the postage, and send him to South Beach because you cannot lose this game. <gasps> I think you would have gone because they did. I must be Texas A&M. That's true. They did. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, hey, any given Saturday, and the Pac-12 does this weird thing where they're like all 500 teams that all weirdly beat up on each other for some reason. That's true. I mean, I pick Oregon. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, there it is. Rhett. There it is. You had some great takes this week. Um, I really I'm, I'm glad I could uh, show up and, and entertain. Fun. I really appreciate you coming on, you know, giving us your thoughts on Ohio State. Big game this weekend, obviously. Oh, oh, oh geez. Are you going oh, to it? Do you? Oh, I, for, I literally forgot I you're in North Carolina. I do not live <laughs> in Ohio anymore, unfortunately. Literally forgot that. I apologize. Uh, your goal is obviously to get back there at some point someday. I'm going to but the... Unfortunately, that is a possibility that is not within my reach currently. Going to the Wisconsin game this week. Should be fun. Could be chilly. Just uh, think of me. Think when you, if you're watching the Wisconsin game, just realize I'm in the stands somewhere. Just I'll be watching it. We have a bye week, so I will unfortunately be on the road. Oh, Saturday, busy man. Yes, I have. I have work mm. for like two hours, if that. It's very strange. Good lord. Um, and then I am traveling, like a very naughty boy. Oh, um, in state, so it's actually not naughty at all. Okay. Okay to uh to raleigh <laughs> oh, there you go yeah sounds fun so I, I i will unfortunately it's a good thing you caught me this week because i actually walk, watched games last week i will <laughs> most likely not be able to catch many games this week well i it's unfortunate because it seems like there's gonna be a lot of highlights this week but uh <sighs> dude regardless I, i'm there's got to be there's got to be a TV in Raleigh somewhere I can somewhere. watch it. At least one. Yeah, you'd hope. People live there. They like football allegedly <laughs> sometimes. Maybe. Well, regardless, I hope you have fun. I hope I have fun at the game. I hope you have fun Randy watching at home knowing that your team can't lose. And Well, uh, that's what I'm not going to say it. No? <laughs> he's he's trying to bait you. He's uh, trying to bait you. Just ignore be, it. Just ignore it. Hey, as a fellow yeah. Blue Blood fan, just ignore it. It's going to be a good let weekend. The, let the plebeian have his fun. I will. I will. And so just just keep that in mind. All right, folks. Thank you once again for a very fun episode. Rhett, really, this was fun. It was nice having you on. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. It was, it was very fun to come on. All right. Take care, folks, and uh, roll tide. On Wisconsin. Go Bucks.